Flash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Ron Lagomarsino, director of Chester Bailey at Irish Rub. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, thanks for spending some time with us. And let's just talk about the fact that this play is set in a stateside hospital at the close of World War II. Chester Bailey, a young man, recovers from a catastrophic injury and comes under the care of psychotherapist Dr. Philip Cotton. The journey is not what either man expected. Chester Bailey, written by Joseph Doherty, you've had a long association with the play, Ron. What drew you to the material? Well, Joe Doherty himself in the first place. I mean, Joe and I started our careers in New York off-Broadway with his first play and my first uh, direction of an off-Broadway play um, with his play Digby at Manhattan Theatre Club. Mm-hmm. And um, we both shared the same agent and that agent uh, also uh, a few years later, we teamed up on uh, my favorite year, the musical, mm-hmm. which Joe wrote the book for and um Lynn Aarons and Stephen Flaherty wrote the uh, the music and lyrics. And over the years, and we, you know, we were recruited to go out to L.A. after uh, <clears throat> after this because uh, the, the producers of 30-something liked theater directors and writers because it was a character-driven show. And that's how we started our television careers. But it, it was not until Joe was a uh, one of the showrunners, the executive producers of... Uh, Pretty Little Liars, um, that, uh, and then I became one of the directors on that show when I was reunited with Joe. And I said, Joe, you got to write another play. And he virtually pulled Chester Bailey out of his back pocket, is how I like to remember it. And I read it, and it was like nothing he had ever written before that I had ever seen. It was, um, you know, beautiful language. Uh, It was in a very unusual format. The subject matter was compelling, and as a director, it was exciting to me because it was a it was. I didn't quite know how I was going to be able to stage this at the time <clears throat> because of its unusual format. So the journey began with that, and in 2012. So this is our fourth production of Chester, and the third with uh, the father son team of Reed, Bernie, and his son his amazing son, Ephraim Bernie. Um, the uh, The first production uh, was in San Francisco at ACT uh, in 2016 uh, with a different cast. And then we had a chance to uh, do it again at a theater in West Virginia in 2019, just pre-pandemic. Uh, the theater was Contemporary American Theater Festival. And... Um, Reed and I have been friends for for 30 years. I directed him in a play uh, in the early 80s that starred Joanne Woodward in Noel Coward's Hay Fever. Mm -hmm. And Reed played her her son. Um, We just maintained our friendship over the years, but I had never met his son. Um, And every time I come to New York, you know, based in Los Angeles, but I do have an apartment here. Um, Reed would talk about his family and, you know, the whole family uh, are uh, actors. His wife, Connie Constance Shul- uh, Shulman, was on Orange is the New Black. And their daughter, uh, Gus, is 
very busy out in LA right now with two series. Um, but um, Ephraim had just done a play in DC at a, at a, one of the fringe theaters down there. And Reed was touting how amazing the reviews were and how great he was. And I had already gotten the green light to do this production in West Virginia. So my mind started spinning thinking like, wow, if, if Ephraim is up to the role of Chester, which is a very, very demanding, challenging role, then wouldn't it be great if I could get both of them down there together? Because I thought, oh, Reed's not going to want to do summer <laughs> play, you know, down in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Uh, so I had them audition Ephraim and he knocked it out of the park and I actually cast Ephraim first and then uh, offered the role to uh, to Reed. And it was an opportunity that that Reed just couldn't turn down the chance to work with his son. So uh, I can I can go on because it's a long history, but I'll I'll stop there for a moment. No, it, it's wonderful. And thank you for sharing so much of it. It, it begs so many questions. Let's go to the father-son dynamic first, because it's such an unusual and unique circumstance in the theater that for a two-character play to have it be parent and child. In the rehearsal studio itself, are there real-life father-son dynamics that play out in the room that either inform or get in the way or both? Uh, very good question. Um I didn't know what to expect in that regard. Um, I don't think either Reed or nor Ephraim knew what to expect either. I think they will, they will, they would tell you freely that they were a little nervous about what that was going to be like because Reed Burney is, you know, a much revered and you know mm -hmm. one of the best actors of his generation, and Ephraim has been, you know, working. Uh, quite a bit, but hasn't had his moment yet. So when we got down there, um, we just started working. And, you know, over the three productions we've worked on, there has never been an issue, not once. Uh, staggering. Reed never, you know, said to me, like, is he going to do that on the night or anything like that? <laughs> Reed never came up and whispered in my ear, tell him not to do that on my line. Um, and Ephraim certainly didn't do any of that. So it was, it was fun. And it, you know, it's a, it's a, a challenging play with, with a, a lot of humor, but a lot of darkness. Um, but with the two of them and our playwright Joe in the room, uh, we laughed quite a bit. <laughs> Thank God. It was fun. <laughs> to the, the idea of being in that room with you and Joe, with your history, and of course, Reed and Ephraim with their own personal family history and now with the history you all share with the play. It seems like over the years and through the various productions, the four of you have become kind of collaborators. Will you talk about that a bit? The show is is very difficult um, because of the uh, there are many dialogue scenes and there is a, a good amount of monologue, which are not... Um, they're in the moment. They're, they're not just narrating a story. They're li reliving the, the moments that they're talking about. So it's very emotional and they have to be on it because it goes back and forth and back and forth. And, uh, and then as the show 
works on, it becomes the show becomes more intense as the uh, tension builds, and uh, and the audience is never ahead of us, which is a testament to uh, to Joe's writing. Thinking about the four of you, director, writer, and two actors, might there be other stories that you or Joe would think about with these two that are needing to be written or explored? I That's interesting. I haven't really thought of that. Um, we've... Um, people from time to time ask uh say that, that it would make a great movie and frankly i think it belongs in the theater and that the uh the things that happen to chester uh i mean it, it is it's a play about the human spirit and about the imagination and i think the the theater is the exact right place for it to be but um joe has never with any material that he's written that i'm aware of uh ever done a, a, a sequel or or something like that uh i think there certainly could be there's a lot of interesting offstage characters in the play uh-huh uh-huh as you think about material that you may have loved in the theater or not loved in the theater are there pieces that you personally would like to see and that you would want to direct for another medium film or television oh geez anything with uh with david kelly uh, <laughs> uh i directed um his picket fences i directed the pilot of that um and um any show that is akin to 30 something any sort of character driven drama would be great i've written a couple plays uh, uh -huh. i've finally gotten up the nerve to do that and one of them is called jerome and it was a finalists at the O'Neill Playwrights Conference a few years back. So I'm working with that. I've I've actually even, um, I had breakfast with Lynn Ahrens, um, who just opened their, uh, the revival of uh, Man of No Importance uh, to rave reviews. And uh, she and I, and also Stephen have remained in touch. And I actually said to her, I think my play, Jerome, might just want to sing and so <laughs> when i get home i'm going to look it over and send it over to her and see what she thinks <laughs> as a creative mind it seems as though it never stops which is must be maddening sometimes um it is but you know how you know how how lucky am i to be doing something that i love Yes. And I am so thrilled to be back in New York and working in theater on a on a play that I love with people that I love with, you know, wonderful Charlotte Moore, who I've known through the years and Kieran O'Reilly. They they have opened up their doors to us. It has been such a, a joyful. Sorry, there's no you know, drama other than what happened last night to report on that front. It's been a love fest, I have to say. It's been a, a joy working at that theater and everybody who works there. They're terrific. Yes. And their reputation precedes them and they just keep continuing to earn so much respect. And of course, Chester Bailey adds to that. This has been really a treat, Ron. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and sharing of the history. 
Sure, my pleasure. I'm Lauren Schneider with Ron Lagomarsino, director of Chester Bailey at Irish Rep. Thank you.